Hey everyone, here with another preview of a patron episode. If you want the whole thing, it's actually our year in review. It's like two hours long. Uh, you can get that by going to patreon.com slash workstoppage and giving us $5 a month. It is what allows us to do the show. We really, really appreciate it as an entirely listener-supported podcast. And again, if you cannot afford to become a patron, go ahead and jump in the Discord and message one of the admins, and we would be happy to set you up with our special access. Either way, I hope you enjoy this preview and solidarity forever. When we talk about all of the different ways that people do labor struggle, we cannot forget to mention the huge amount of retail unions that came up this year because we saw a huge upsurge in unions at retail chains across the country long considered extremely difficult to unionize due to high turnover the large labor pool workers having to come together against major companies to demand fair conditions was kind of seemed seen as like pretty difficult and i mean i'm actually i come from the retail uh union movement that's kind of how i got into this and it is really hard i mean we like i've told on the show before we ended up losing our union after the first year because of the immense amount of firing and union busting that went on but we're we saw a lot of really really promising stuff this year i mean back in march we saw some of the earliest indications when workers at rei in manhattan voted overwhelmingly to join rwdsu the first store in the chain to unionize Workers managed to overcome a bizarre union-busting campaign that included a labor-busting podcast, beginning with land acknowledgments. Like we we've gone, we've hit that so many times that, but it is always worth like dunking on these fucking ghouls. I mean, it's such a perfect example of how they're willing to try to twist anything to their needs of extracting profit out of workers, and as a result, like I think about that podcast at least once a week. And probably will for the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, and workers formed their union to fight against stagnant wages, uh, difficulty difficulty accessing benefits, lax COVID policies, and a lack of input on decisions made at the store. Uh, The REI union movement expanded in June uh, when workers in Berkeley formed their own branch of the new union. During the election drive, management management flyers attempted to convince workers to vote no by distributing insulting, condescending messages like, did you ask the company what you wanted before deciding that a union was a better was a better option than what you want? (laughs) Unsurprisingly, workers did not find this convincing uh, to be a convincing argument and voted to unionize with 60 percent of the vote. Yeah, I. I had forgotten about those flyers, and then I went back and was like going through the notes again, and I was like, I cannot believe they thought that would be effective <laughs> at changing people's minds. Like, if I saw that and I was on the fence, I would vote for the union just out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to be like, this is this is how little you think of us, yeah. that you're going to write this scoldy flyer as if you're like a disappointed parent. Yeah. Like, come well, I on. mean, that's one of the things we can never let the bosses learn is that the, the sheer fuck you factor is actually a really big tool for helping organize unions. Cause when your boss posts Absolutely. something like that and every single one of you feels insulted, whether you know how to express it or not, 
it's going to start seeming pretty appealing to strike back. <laughs> I mean, I just remember when we were going through our union busting campaign and they told the story of a boss crying in a meeting and we were like, that's that's not going to happen. And then in a meeting, our boss fucking breaks down crying, just like so goddamn laughable. It did not change anyone's mind. Nah, just hold uh, a cup that up also- under those tears. <laughs> it also just kind of uh highlights the the real benefit of knowing what the union busting tactics are going to mm-hmm. be ahead of time because then when yeah, you absolutely. see them you're like oh you're fucking doing this i was told about this yeah yeah well, well i mean that's that's actually one of the things i think is kind of funny about so many big companies adopting the littler mendelssohn playbook is i'm like okay yeah that's been kind of effective but you are all using the same tactics, mm-hmm. which just makes it easier for workers to tell each other what tactics to expect. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then in April, workers at two Verizon retail stores in Washington voted overwhelmingly to join the CWA. While there have been stores unionized in New York in prior years, the retail organizing energy helped expand it to other states. The workers said that they were inspired by drives at Amazon and Starbucks to start the fight for their union and better conditions. Then in July, Verizon store uh, workers in Portland, Oregon and Flint, Michigan also filed for union representation. Then in May, the first union was formed at Trader Joe's when workers in Hadley, Massachusetts, formed an independent union, Trader Joe's United. The workers have since expanded to multiple states, including a store in Minneapolis, voting in huge numbers to join the union, and a new drive at the Louisville store launching just last week. Uh, workers have also faced union busting, however, with U- Trader Joe's wine store in New York City closing to prevent the union drive at the store in Brooklyn, basically forcing the union election not to happen, even though they were almost guaranteed to win, uh, which is just a classic example of many different companies taking the Starbucks playbook, which, as Dan mentioned, is the Littler Mendelssohn playbook. Yeah. Then, uh, well, we cannot talk about the, these uh, retail environments without talking about Apple, where Apple store workers also joined the movement this year in a big way. Union drives popped up in New York City, Kentucky, Maryland, and Atlanta, but faced immediate retaliation from one of the world's biggest companies. Aggressive Littler Mendelssohn style ta- attacks on the unions faced, forced the union petitions to be withdrawn in new york city atlanta and columbus and the management of ohio even going to the links of proposing a form of illegal company union to stop the drive which is like i i cannot get over how they've actually done it they've actually gone to fucking making a company union it is straight up 1910 again. Yeah, well, it's like, like yeah. Dan was mentioning earlier how like they don't really have a lot of new tactics, so we are we have no trouble telling each other like these are the tactics they're going to use, and the only the only two things they can do to change it up are to go back in time, or to do things that are more illegal, and that's it. Those are the only <laughs> buttons yeah. they have. They have back in time and more illegal, and sometimes they push them at the same time. yeah exactly yeah i mean the union busting has not been totally successful however because in june the workers at towns at the townsend maryland apple store won the company's first union affiliating with the machinists 
Uh, we did also have some new drives that were inspiring, but a little less successful. Workers at Home Depot in Philadelphia launched a union drive this fall, but with few resources and a short run-up to the election, the effort was defeated by a large margin. Workers at Lowe's in New Orleans also filed for a union election, and but were forced to withdraw their petition. However, despite these losses... The fact that the union election was even filed at either of these notoriously anti-union companies is a sign that the workers are willing to risk their jobs to fight for better conditions, mm-hmm. and we may see more things like that in the future. Part, even like part of the reason for me, like that those drives were inspiring, even though they they both you know they didn't succeed, is that I think in previous years you wouldn't have even seen like workers at those stores even file right. for an election because those companies are so aggressively anti-union that without the environment that's been created by drives like Mm -hmm. at Amazon and at Starbucks, I think workers would have been far more intimidated by those moves. And so even though, you know, these particular stores didn't win their elections, I think it speaks to the overall improved energy in the labor. Yeah. I mean, like when we were talking earlier about Starbucks and like the tremendous amount of, of expansion energy in the union movement there, it's not just, you know, restrained to their, they're actual like with inside the Starbucks company organizing like Amazon and Starbucks both buoyed each other. And, and like you said, like set the stage for all of these other workers to feel like, Hey, this is possible. And it turns out that believing that it's not possible is actually one of the single largest hurdles to organizing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Revolutionary optimism. Mm -hmm. It's necessary. And, So just to wrap up here, while the retail organizing wave is sure to continue, at least at stores where new unions have established themselves, the success of illegal union busting campaigns inspired by Starbucks and developed at many of these chains is concerning. Due to the total lack of teeth of U.S. labor law, the NLRB can't do much to uh, at the moment to protect workers' rights and the run-up to an election. New tactics will have to be developed to fight back against the Littler-Mendelssohn-style scorched-earth campaigns if we are going to widen and deepen the retail organizing movement and turn it into an actual wave of retail organizing unions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, we can't forget to mention some other really big uh, aspects of of the year when it comes to things like the UAW reforms and some of the independent movements in Mexico. Yeah, I just wanted to highlight those for folks. We're not going to do a whole segment on those, but those were definitely two of the other big trends Mm -hmm. we saw this year. You know, reform movements making big impacts in the Teamsters, UAW, potentially, maybe the UFCW. We'll see. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Um... But then also, yeah, the the independent union movement that has sprung up in Mexico, which has also been super inspiring to see workers there winning real rank-and-file-led effective unions that have already won some really huge contract improvements for their workers. And so really hoping that we'll see that continue. But so now we want to move into, you know, what everybody tunes into these year-end shows for our predictions for next year. Uh, all Here will now come all of our guesses that will probably be wrong in many very different ways. <laughs> They'll but, all be right. We're geniuses. But so like, well, just to bracket this, I, I went and looked back at, at, at what we talked about as far as predictions last year. And I don't think we did too bad, but part of it's because some of them were kind of vague. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we predicted there would be more nurses strike 
which that happened, but I do feel like nurses are some of the more militant workers. So I feel like that's kind of easy mm-hmm. to predict every year. Like there's a big nursing strike going on right now in, in, in California and there's potentially one about to be launched in a couple of weeks in New York. So, uh, I mean, nurses are always out there. They're fighting for their rights and for their patients. So I'm glad that that's an easy prediction right. to make. I think it speaks well of the level of organization and nursing. Um, we predicted there would be more teacher strikes, which I'm, I would kind of actually put down as not entirely happening because when I think when we made that prediction, we're talking more like a widespread mm-hmm. movement at like high school teachers and elementary school teachers, like the Red Fred movement that we saw a few years ago. Yeah. And that didn't really materialize. I think that like, that's because we were actually really predicting more like of an a- of actions in the face of the Democrats kind of caving yes. to COVID protections. Mm-hmm. And we were really mm-hmm. hoping that people wouldn't just follow along with that, you know, uh, what do you call it? Death drive ideology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and like we did see some of that, especially in January of last year in places like Chicago and California. But unfortunately, the 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 lo- the like lockstep messaging of our mainstream media that has gives you a cornucopia of different forms of COVID denial and minimization, but all pointing in the same direction and all lining up to attack the teachers definitely seem to have its its play its role in suppressing those strikes. Um, we, we predicted, we thought there would be a surge in unionizing in tech. And I would say that one really didn't happen, but although, except for the video game industry. Yeah. I was going to say everything but video games. Uh, They just announced another studio at Activision Blizzard is starting an organizing campaign, right? Yeah. So (laughs) preview for next week's episode. (laughs) Proletariat. Proletariat Incorporated. (laughs) They do world of Warcraft. Yeah, they do now. They were recently acquired by, by Blizzard for, to do that. Um, so yeah, and I and then I would say that probably our one prediction that was like took a little bit of risk and turned out to be right was that we predicted that there would be our first North American Amazon union this year. And we did see it. Now granted, my prediction was that it would probably be the Teamsters attempt to unionize a warehouse in Canada, and that was wrong. <laughs> but we did see the first successful Amazon union at the you know by the ALU winning at JFK eight so that that's our our roundup of how our predictions from last year came out and so now I figure we can get into how we think things are going to go this year. Um, give it up, give it up. Labor in the house. The union in the house. Workers in the house. Give it up, give it up. Labor in the house. The union in the house. Workers in the house. Give it up, give it up. Labor in the house. The union in the house. Workers in the house. Give it up, give it up. Labor in the house. The union in the house. Workers in the house. Millionaires, they gotta go. Fuck that face Fuck that Bezos! Fuck that Bezos! Billionaires, they gotta go! Fuck that Bezos! 
to your right. Say, I got your back. I got your back. Damn right. Look to your left. Look to your right. Say, I got your back. I got your back. Look to your left. Look to your right. Say, I got your back. I got your back. Damn right. I got your back!